Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flyers post game for Sunday, April 25th. I am your assistant to the director of Fun and Games, Steve Jaco, filling in for Bill Matz. I probably should have been doing that for a couple days now, but who has the time right now? You know, it's it's hard to say, especially for this team. I know the, the Flyers are just not exactly the most inspirational team, but hey, we still love them for some demented reason, my friends. Some demented reason. But guess what? Good news tonight. Good news. The Flyers actually won a game and they did not make it easy. They certainly did not make it easy on us. Beating the lowly New Jersey Devils in a shootout. Kevin Hayes coming through in the shootout. And before we get into the nitty gritty, I have to say this post game is brought to you by Gambling Gary's House of Bets. It's not so much a gambling app as it is a guy who hangs out in an alley around Oregon Avenue, okay? Gambling Gary's House of Bets. Gary said I had to plug this or he would stab me. You know, I I didn't have much of a choice, folks. Did not have much of a choice. Let's talk about these New Jersey Devils. They have not won a game in 10 games now. The Flyers finally let up a point, though, to them. So that's uh, that's Flyers hockey for you right there. And, oh, we're going to see the Devils a lot this week. Let's hope to extend that winless streak and... uh, (laughs) I mean, this team does not exactly make you feel confident in in winning all these games. This should be a gimme week. This should be just a, a breeze-by week, but it's it's definitely not going to be. And it's the Devils. Nobody likes talking about the Devils. Nobody has ever in the history of Philadelphia Flyers hockey liked talking about Flyers-Devils game. Nobody's looking forward to this week. More to come on the Flyers forecast on that front. Oh, boy. And I mentioned the Flyers did not make it easy tonight, and oh, they did not. And they were down 3-1 going into the final minutes of the game. So your Devils goals tonight, Michael McLeod, Miles Wood, and Pavel Zaka. Flyers goals from Sean Couturier, Coots, Claude Giroux, and Claude Giroux. Fun side note about both of those Giroux goals, they both had assists from James Van Riemsdyk and Jake Voracek. Oh, wow. Claude Giroux actually passed Brian Propp on the all-time franchise points list tonight. Two goals... 22 seconds apart at the end of the game to tie things up. Clutch effort from the captain tonight. Yeah, you can say too little too late. You can definitely say that. But you know what? I'm going to take a heroic effort and Herculean effort when I see it. The Flyers didn't show up for most of the game, but they were there when it counted at the end. And they got the two points. So hooray for that. Now regarding Claude Giroux, he actually passed Brian Propp on the all-time franchise points list, as I mentioned. Current franchise points list sits at Bobby Clark, 1,210 points. Oh boy, that is a lead for Bobby Clark right there. Bill Barber, 883. Claude Giroux, 850 points. So Claude Giroux should be able to catch up to Bill Barber next season. That is exciting. Claude Giroux, we could be looking at the number two all-time 
franchise point scorer for the Flyers pretty shortly. And that's that's exciting. I know some people have problems with Clutcher's leadership and give him a lot of shit. I am not here to give this man shit. He is a, a great flyer, and we are lucky to have him. Now, the teams around him, not so lucky to have, but we are lucky to have Claude Giroux in our lives. Brian Propp, 849 points. Rick McLeish, 697 points. And in case you were wondering, no, Tom Sestito is not in the top 10. I know it feels like he should be, but he, he's not. Tom Sestito, not top 10 flyer of all time. Who, who would have thought? And before I get to some Twitter comments and questions, and my apologies for not doing this live over Twitch or Locker Room or something, but they don't give me access to these things. They say, Steve, you're not allowed to be on camera, on video. It's in my Broad Street Hockey contract. They don't want me on video. It's just not, it's not allowed. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry for that. Shootout lineup tonight. Claude Giroux, Sean Couturier, Travis Konechny, Scott Lawton? Ivan Provorov and Kevin Hayes. Hayes ended up being an inspired choice, but, uh, you know, look, I, many arguments for connecting up there. Obviously, his uh, scoring ability. Scott Lawton, definitely a wild card there, a, a an unusual choice, and but he had a pretty good effort. Pretty good effort from Scott Lawton. Ivan Provorov had a weird attempt. I don't even know why he was up there. That's, that's just weird. But nice move from Kevin Hayes. Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier to, to score shootout goals. Do you call those goals technically? I suppose you do. The Flyers won. That's all that matters. They won in a shootout against the New Jersey Devils, which sounds more impressive for the Flyers than it actually is. This should have been a regulation win. I can't believe this came down to a last-minute, scrappy attempt from this team to claw back and force overtime. I, but that's, that's your 2021 Flyers right there. Only a few more games, folks. Only a few more games. Now... I took comments on Twitter, comments and questions, so let's get to those. Let's get into it, folks. First question from Hoonerific, Bigly Unwitty, on a scale of one to absolutely, how masochistic are we as a fan base? Oh, it is, it is a full, whatever the top of the scale is here, we're going to call that a full ride to Flavortown. We just are... <laughs> completely masochistic we, we we just hate ourselves but you know what we love to hate ourselves that's how we are as a fan base Gritizens united wants to know why are they like this <laughs> it's a great question i'd love to know why they're like this why why do they do this to us why do you always hurt the ones that you love i mean that's of course assuming that the flyers love us as a fan base and i, I you can't make assumptions about that because you make that ass out of you and me and there's a lot of assery that's been going around with this team for the past uh, decade or so. Justin Kent wants to know if you find yourself drinking too much this season like I am. Justin, just so you know, I am drinking a beer while recording this from Triple Bottom Brewing right here. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's taken a few of the old beverages, the old adult beverages to get through these games, Justin. One Special K wants to know if you've ever seen a worse effort consistently from a team. Yeah, it's from a Flyers team. I mean, I guess you could argue certainly some of the teams of the past. I'm specifically looking at you, 06, 07 Flyers, but, uh, you know, it all comes down to being disappointed with the efforts to being disappointed. with. I think the results, I mean, I guess you could be disappointed with both, but it's Night in, night out, it's just difficult to watch this team right now. And I know 
the entire fan base is just saying, can we please, for the love of God, hit fast forward and skip to the next season? I cannot wait for that. Utley, my old friend Kim. If you can bring in one player to fix this Flyers team, who is it? Well, it's Patrick Line, of course, Kim. Come on. Patrick Line. No, it's not Patrick Line. Patrick Line is not the solution to this whatsoever. I really think you got to start with the defense on this team. They've missed Matt Niskanen so much this year. It's that veteran presence, that solid number one defenseman. The thing is, Matt Niskanen wasn't necessarily a number one defenseman on this team, but he elevated Ivan Provorov's play to where they were a top pairing. They worked so well together. So, so missing that really has been a huge factor this year. We've talked about it a ton, but that's been the factor. So, I mean, I would love to bring in some sort of, if not necessarily elite, a top-end defensive talent to really round out this defense and, and help Provorov out and just help all these guys out. And we talked a lot about some of the guys on the Predators. Uh, I don't know if David Poyle's got a budge on that like we were hoping he would. But uh, Matthias Ekholm is certainly an intriguing name out there if the Flyers can somehow pry him away. Ryan Ellis has also been mentioned. Somebody like that, they really need a top-end defensive player to come in and anchor this team. Drewski Plucks, would you rather endure three more Devils games or accept being snapped out of existence by Thanos? Drewski, I hope this answers your question. All right. I will see you all once we have been restored by the Avengers. The Pusher 17 wants to know why. I don't know. The hockey gods have been smiting us ever since 1975. I mean, it's, it's just forever punishment for the Broad Street Bullies, I assume. James Minger, Hockey Panda, what will you be doing with all of your free time during the playoffs? I think the old joke is is golfing, but I don't golf, so that's not what I will be doing. And I've had so much free time over the past year, I've watched pretty much every television series. I, I You know, it's going to have to be video games. I'm going to have to pick up some video games I have not gotten to yet, and that's what I'll be doing. Or gambling heavily on the playoffs that are there. We got Gambling Gary. He needs some bets, folks. He desperately needs some bets. Please help me out here. He needs them. Kyle Reed, Chase, one, three, four, one. How many players had the game on their stick? You know, just everybody. Well, I, I mean, it's called Giroud tonight, right? He had the game on his stick. It's the whole game. The game on their stick. What a phrase. Well, Miles Wood, I suppose. Is, <laughs> what was the, the phrase JJ had tonight about Miles Wood with the, the wood pun? Oh, it was wood chopping away at it. That That is, of course, what it is. And, and thanks to... The great Kurt R for putting that in the Slack chat where I could easily scroll up to check that out. Thanks, Kurt. Mike L. Sticks and Pucks wants to know, was is 61 in the lineup at this point? I'm going to say, so this is either was 61 in the lineup, which I, I, it's hard to tell some nights. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing with Justin Braun or what? is he even doing in the lineup at this point? It's actually probably what is he even doing in the lineup at this point. And I, you know, Braun is such an enigma to me where I know he's had stretches where he's been one of the more competent defensemen on this team. And he's had stretches where the dude just looks like he is skating with cement skates. He is just getting blown away. I have no answers for Justin Braun whatsoever. 
Dinky Barrett 2.0, Tight Yoakum, wants to know, do you think the Flyers should play the Benny Hill theme over the PA system anytime Kevin Hayes is on the ice? Yeah, I think that way they should do that. I think they should have theme music. It should be like a Wings lacrosse game at this point, right? Where they're just playing music for anything that's happening. Just make it a Wings game. Take some cues from the Wings. It'll make things more fun for the the people that actually brave to show up for Flyers games at this point. And bless your souls for that. I, you are the true heroes, people showing up for Flyers games at this point in person. Colin, Lazarus Paradise wants to know, what the hell did I just watch? You know, I think that's that sums up the entire year, but what you just watched was the Flyers, you know, at the end of the game going, oh, I've got a paper due in two hours. Let me hammer this out and hope that my professor doesn't notice all of the typos I made hammering this out with no sleep. Cooper Barnes, Koopa Loop, zero, zero. Would you use assets in order to dictate Seattle's selection? That is a great question, Cooper. And I would imagine Chuck Fletcher old Chucky two trades has to be doing some wheeling and dealing with that, especially because the Flyers do have a few guys that I am worried that might get selected and a few guys I'm not so worried they might get selected. I, I think a lot of us are hoping for Seattle Kraken Captain Jake Voracek. Even though, I love you, Jake. Don't block me on Twitter for saying this. But, uh, you know, I would love to to steer them in that kind of direction to clear, clear up some cap space or something. I think a lot of us before this season, before JVR went forward and had a really solid year, we're kind of hoping it would be JVR, but now I'm not so sure. I mean, it's, I don't want to see JVR go, but it's at the same time, like, well, it will clear up some cap space, but, you know, 39 points. But Vortech got 37 points, so who's to say? In short, Cooper, I I would, if, if the Kraken were dead set on selecting a guy, I really did not want them to take. Somebody like, I really would not want them to take like Oscar Lindblom, for instance. And I'm not sure what his situation is as far as getting selected, but there's a couple of the younger guys that are going to be up for for grabs there. Uh, You only have so many protection slots and most of the Flyers are selections. Most of the Flyers protection spots are pretty determined already, but there are a few guys on the bubble. So... It would depend, but I don't think I'm going to use anything above, say, a second round pick or anything. But make a deal, Chucky. That's what I'm trying to say. Final comment, unless something else comes in in the next couple minutes. Damo Chrysler, if I said that wrong, I apologize. Andrew Moors is how the actual at handle is. Do you find Furious Comeback Mode, trademarked, as unsettling as I do with a, a circle around the timestamps for when Claude Giroux scored his goals, the 22 seconds apart. And it is unsettling, especially against the New Jersey Devils. It just felt like the Flyers did not play most of this game. Like, they were not there. I mean, at this point, folks, I'm taking the third period and uh, taking the dog for his evening walk. And I'm not really complaining too much about it. I mean, it's really sad when I'm willing to overlook third period hockey in close games. I I have been listening to Tim Saunders and Steve Coates during this, and that's always good company. Outstanding work by Tim Saunders and Steve Coates on the radio, and I I don't think it's said enough because hockey's not exactly the best radio sport, but they really do as good of a job as you can 
in that situation. But regardless, I'm choosing to walk the dog over watching hockey. Uh, something's wrong about that, guys. Something is wrong about that. So yeah, it's unsettling that it took until the last two minutes, three minutes of the game for the Flyers to to tie it up. And it's unsettling. But at the same time, you, you do love to see some Claude Giroux goals at the end of the game. And an epic way to, to overcome Brian Propp in the all-time Flyers points list. All right, folks, that seems to be all the questions we had. And, uh, you know, we're almost done with this season. This really capped off a weird Philly sports weekend. Uh, the Phillies dropped two or three to the Rockies. The Sixers had an abysmal game against the Bucks, And the Flyers, you know, they, they had that win against the Rangers, kind of kept them from getting to the playoffs. So good for that. Nice spite win. But then they had just that, that effort on Friday night that was just no fun at all. I watched it at an outdoor bar on an iPad and saw a motorcycle chase the wrong way up 12th Street, which that was a sight. Like I saw one motorcycle go the wrong way up 12th Street and said, huh, what an asshole. And then four cops on motorcycles followed him. <laughs> well, how about that shit? Wow. But that's all from me. Bill Matz will be back for your regular scheduled director of fun and games on Tuesday. I know he is so excited to talk about the New Jersey Devils, his favorite team to talk about Flyers games against. But that's all from me. I will be back on Tuesday morning with the Flyers forecast and it's all Devils games this week. So it's going to be a damn short forecast, but tune in for that, please. And thank you. I'll also be back with Fly Perfectly later this week. Co-host is TBD. TBD, always a fantastic co-host of mine. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out all of our great podcast offerings on Broad Street Hockey. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more.
There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.